Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. As you know, every week I love to surprise you with different guests. So this week, I have invited an extraordinary guest. Her name is Serena Poon, and she's a former chef of Hugh Hefner, celebrity chef and nutritionist, Reiki master, speaker, and coach. So this time, Serena and I will be discussing how she recovered from COVID-19 and what should we know, healing power of crystals, how to protect yourself from someone's bad energy, and so much more so this episode is very powerful and very interesting guys tune in to find out hi serena welcome to not basic blonde podcast i'm so glad to have you how are you today hi i'm so good Uh, thank you so much for having me today i really i'm so grateful thank you you have very interesting background that's why i wanted to bring you in Thank you. Thank you. I know sometimes people get, wait, wait, it's chef and, and Reiki and nutrition. Like, um, it's kind of funny, but I, I know we'll dive into it. I really enjoy all of it. Yeah. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, so hi everyone. Um, thank you for taking a listen on our episode today. Uh, my name is Serena Poon. I am based in Santa Monica, California, and um, I am a classically trained chef. I studied at Le Cordon Bleu. I'm also a certified nutritionist um, with a background in different types of nutrition. So it's, it's primarily holistic, but also obviously studied, you know, traditional nutrition. And I kind of pepper in parts of um, Ayurvedic practices and modalities as well as Chinese medicine. So uh, I would say that my nutrition philosophy is very integrative and functional, and uh, I'm also a Reiki master, so I do energy work on clients uh, now more distally than before, obviously, with everything going on, but what I do is I kind of merge everything together into a method I call culinary alchemy, and so that's basically combining you know that food that knowledge and information science about food with you know different types of nutrition it's a very integrative and functional approach with nutrition as i said along with that 
um, that energetic healing. So I really work to heal and optimize people's bodies through physical nutrition as well as spiritual nutrition. So we kind of dive into, you know, what's going on inside your physical body with lab works and lab work. And, you know, I do like an intake form, but I also do an energetic intake. And, you know, we kind of target how to heal and support your body using food that kind of also helps support your energy chakras as well as your organs. Uh, It's kind of a long explanation for it, but sometimes people don't just get it when I say culinary alchemy, physical and spiritual nutrition, but that's, that's sort of a brief uh, a brief explanation, um, even though I just said long, <laughs> about what culinary alchemy is. So that's what I do. Uh, I also have a wellness brand called Just Add Water, and that is a proprietary blend of all these organic, raw, um, and natural ingredients in a powdered form. There's about 30 plus ingredients in it. That's you know we say it's everything that you need in a day to really lock in your self care. Uh, so that's that brand, and I, uh, I have a t- I have a TV show called Serena Loves uh, TV. Right now the studio is closed, so we're doing a lot on uh, online, and, and that's also a podcast. And I'd say that's that's kind of it. Um, you know, I have obviously products in my store in my Serena Loves shop that support all the things I talk about that I'll talk about today with culinary alchemy, um, everything from crystals and nutrition, um, just sort of sort of items that really support your overall balance and healing that's very interesting such an amazing background wow (laughs) thank you thank you so much and you were also a chef for Hugh Hafner how was your experience with that yes um so I I worked I started off as a chef for for half uh when I was actually still a student so when we were in college school we had to like part of our part of our program included an internship and so I chose to do my internship at the Playboy Mansion in Homeby Hills Uh, and and then after a few months and once the internship was over they decided to hire me on as a junior chef and I worked there for a while and I would say that well there's a lot of things right (laughs) because you're working at the Playboy Mansion and you're working for half so it was from a, from a culinary perspective, it was an amazing experience because you're working for Hugh Hefner. So, I mean, anything that we wanted from anywhere in the world, we could basically get in like a day or two. And it was really cool. It was really cool because you're not working in a commercial kitchen where there's like, you know, a 33% food cost you're trying to stay under. You're, you're working for Huff and his guests. And so we really had so much freedom in terms of um, creation in the kitchen. Uh, we got to do, I got to do, I, I had the opportunity to do a lot of things as a junior chef that I probably wouldn't have been able to do in a restaurant. So I had, I, I was able to work with the best ingredients as a student, you know, and we designed our own menus. So it's really cool. I really got a chance to learn how to, um, work every aspect of the kitchen, uh, from like hot foods to cold foods, uh, because we had everything from two people, like two person meals with say half and one of his girlfriends at the time, or an executive, uh, to the biggest parties that I was in charge of was, you know, well over 1500 people and we would cater food for like six hours. So it was a really good learning experience. And then of course, uh, there's enough there's enough wild experiences that you're witness to that you could write like 
for books. <laughs> Do confidentiality agreements expire when um, someone has left this life and gone on to another? Um, because there's probably a lot I shouldn't talk about. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm sure you've seen a lot there. <laughs> Yeah, we did. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I definitely, I, it was a lot of fun and um, just so outside of like your typical restaurant experience, right? And it actually helped me, it helped me with my career once I left the mansion because, you know, you have so many people coming in that are, that are high profile, you know, A-list, B-list, whatever have you. And, and so you really understand kind of like the nature of what it's like to work with people like that in their private settings. And so confidentiality and just, just not batting an eye, you know, no matter what happened and, and giving them, you know, like the best product or the best results was just something that from, from being a student as an intern, I learned. And so it really helped me when I went on to start my own private catering and private chef business. I did have a lot of patrons and guests that would come to these events and dinners that would say, do you cater? You know, do you do do you ever you know do you ever do dinners or do you ever cater outside of the mansion? And so, and I would say yes, and that was sort of how my um, my own business started. Was you after a picky eater? No, Hef was like Hef ate basically the same thing every single day. He was so he was so simple. I mean, he was particular, meaning that he liked what he liked. But he he liked the same things all the time, um, and so and he was great. He was really I would say honestly I would say some of his guests were pickier, or maybe some of his girlfriends at the time were a little bit more particular about what they ate because you know different diet trends came came in mind. But but half was pretty half was there was sort of like a standard half menu, and that's what he always chose from. And as long as you stuck to that, um, he was happy. You know, we actually used to package up his dinners if he went out to restaurants. So if you remember, you know, he used to go out and take all his friends and his girlfriends to the clubs and to different hot spots um, in LA and different and like popular restaurants, but he always brought his own food. So it didn't matter where he went. We in the kitchen, we always packaged up his dinner that the restaurant had specific instructions as to how to like prepare, heat, prepare, and plate um, for, for half. That's funny because as far as food, he had only one style and particular items, but as far as girls, <laughs> he loved the variety. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely wasn't, um, he, his variety in women were different than his variety on his menu, I would say. That's funny. And also, how did you recover? You recently had COVID-19. How did you recover from that? Is there anything we should know? Uh, well, I would, I would always preface, you know, anything that I, that I recommend when it, when it came to my experience with COVID with just a disclaimer that, you know, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm a nutritionist and, uh, and, I, and I know what I'm doing, but it worked for myself, it worked for my sister, and it worked for, and work continues to still work for a lot of my clients. Um, but just to put a disclaimer for people out there, I give suggestions or I give recommendations as to what I did, but, you know, always check with your doctors uh, to make sure that whatever it is that you're looking at that I may have recommended is in line with you. But when it came with COVID, I actually have a lot of information up on um, my website 
or on my link tree, I think in my Instagram, we just, the different foods that we really um, made sure that we took in every single day and the different supplements. So uh, my sister and I had really different experiences with COVID. Just to give you a little bit of background, she, we went to a big charity event uh, at the very end of February. So before it really hit, I think actually the first, like the first case was on the day that we went to this party, like the first U.S. case. Um, it was either U.S. or California, I can't remember. Um, but it was like on the same day. And she basically, and there were thousands of people there at this big charity gala. And she got sick like, like within 10 days of that, of that gala. And she was acutely ill. So she, you know, her symptoms ran the gamut from having high fevers to she had a very wet, productive cough, but to nearly like the onset of pneumonia, she had respiratory issues that kind of came with that cough, all the things that come with fatigue and fever. And she had it for about three and a half weeks, during which time I started to develop some symptoms that weren't on that CDC WHO list for a couple months, but I had them starting that early and I had more mild symptoms um, that lasted nearly eight weeks because I had some pre-existing uh, health issues before this. I wouldn't say issues, but I had some pre-existing conditions. So I had very, very different symptoms. Um, mine were much more mild, but they were layered and they just lasted for longer. And it definitely affected my respiratory more. So, you know, to speak of how I recovered, it was, it, we kind of varied our, what I call our protocol, you know, so hydration for sure for everyone. And you'll see it on the links in my profile on Instagram, and you'll see it on my website. Um, to the different articles I've shared, but hydration is huge, and we really stuck to hydration. I have um, several supplements that I use daily that I still use just to support uh, your immunity, so everything from zinc, specifically zinc picolinate, to vitamin D, glutathione, obviously vitamin C, um, and I used uh, a large powder, so it's, it's arabinogalactin. It might be hard to write down and pronounce, but it's basically large bark powder, um, which is really good for the immune system, respiratory system, and just uh, and just like uh, your gut as well. So did a lot of things to support our gut. Uh, I did like an elixir that's kind of my own little recipe that's a combination of apple cider vinegar, aloe, and a very specific colloidal silver that I use that's effective and safe. Um, and then of course, you know, we did like some Chinese herbs in Xiao and then different types of like plant herbs that I use in like an organic capsule form, astragalus, uh, nettle leaf, uh, quercetin, which is a supplement, obviously oil of oregano, um, golden seal, elderberry. There's so many that it's probably easier for people just like go to the link. But we did that. Oh, and of course, NAC, because that's very, that's really good for uh, your respiratory. So, you know, we kind of, I kind of modified our protocol where you know a lot of immune supportive uh, foods and supplements kind of in the beginning. And then as our immune system started to kick in to kind of fight the virus on its own, what I did was I scaled us back on these immune stimulating type of supplements and herbs because that's sort of the balance that you really have to have. And what's the issues that some of these patients are having who are who do have COVID is because their immune systems are over, they're working 
they're they're almost like on overdrive. That's what they talk about with these cytokine storms. And it's almost on overdrive. So you have to be really careful and mindful about balancing how much you stimulate and keep your immune system kind of like active and strong uh, if you're just trying to keep yourself protected. Uh, because if you do get any sort of a bacteria or virus, any sort of infection, you, you kind of want to taper down on those immune stimulating supplements and herbs because your body is already doing what it's supposed to do. So we did that and I'm, you know, you, you follow me on Instagram. So, you know, I'm like a nerd, right? About health and wellness and nutrition and all of it. So, um, you know, I have different devices in my house. You know, I have a PEMF mat, uh, which is pulse electromagnetic frequency. I have now some, an oxygen concentrator, but when my sister was sick, we use oxygen cans. That was really helpful. I use a nebulizer to kind of nebulize some supplements um, that what it does is it goes into your, your lungs and it's much easier for your lungs to, and your body to absorb. Um, I did, we have a light machine here. So I, I kind of have access to a lot of different things uh, that maybe not everyone else has access to, but when it comes to food, um, I really, I really recommend that people really focus on eating the rainbow because your foods are like whole foods are based, they're your vitamins and nutrients. They're your vitamins, nutrients, and minerals. And the best thing that anyone can do to either kind of, you know, to really strengthen their bodies and their immune system. And if they do get infected with any sort of bacteria or viruses that you just want to keep your immune system really strong. And that's by feeding it, you know, really nutrient dense, nutrient rich foods. So eat a rainbow. If it's hard to remember all the different foods, just, you know, look at your plate or look at your foods throughout the course of your whole day and make sure you're kind of hitting all the colors of the rainbow, because that means you're hitting all the different phytonutrients that are within all those vegetables and fruits. And that's what gives us the vitamins and minerals that we need. Um, I made sure to do, I'm big on green juice, if you follow me. So I did a green juice every single day because that is so nutrient dense with highly alkalizing uh, vitamins and minerals, obviously, because it's all green. If you, if you need a little bit of sugar, like I would say it's fine to put you know, some green apple juice in it or just whatever it takes to get the rest of it down. But I, I prefer having just like all vegetable juice. Um, and it's also very oxygenating because green vegetables are, are, have a lot of chlorophyll in it, which is also something I put in my daily elixir. I make sure that I've got chlorophyll and spirulina and chlorella. And actually all these ingredients are in our just add water. So, you know, if you ever, you can't get access to all these, know that you're getting it if you have a serving of just add water. So I did that every day. And I also made sure we had like fresh turmeric and ginger shots. And again, if you don't have access to fresh turmeric or ginger, you can also get it in like a raw dehydrated powder form that's easy to order online and more shelf stable. And you just add water, you know, a little bit of water to it and make a little shot out of it. Or you can also get it in supplemental form and just make sure it's like well sourced and organic. Uh, so we did that and, you know, broths, I would say broths and smoothies are really important during uh, when we were, when we were sick, because you don't really feel like eating, right? When you're sick. And, and I actually lost my sense of smell, which affected my sense of taste. And so when we don't feel good and we've got a fever or just, you know, you don't want to eat, it's still so important to give your body the tools it needs to fight off any type of infection. And so 
sometimes just drinking liquids is helpful. So stay hydrated, drink broths because especially bone broths, if you're not plant-based, I am. So I drink vegetable broths, but if I needed to, I would, um, if I needed them, if I got to a point where I needed the minerals that are in bone broth, but bone broth is incredibly nutrient dense. Um, and, uh, and your juices and your smoothies, because it's just, it's easy to get a ton of vitamins, uh, and minerals just by blending up a smoothie. So I would say, I would recommend those things. It sounds like a lot, but even if you don't do all of those things and you're just doing some, you're really helping to strengthen your immune system. And when you, to the part of your question where you said, what, is there anything we should know? I would say rest is super important. And it's something that I will admit that I didn't do enough of when I had COVID because I was so busy just trying to help everyone and help everyone else and give tons of information as you see on my you know on instagram just every day we're just trying to give information about what to do to support your body and your mind um rest is really important and i think and i don't know i mean i might have still been sick for eight weeks even if i had rested more but i know that rest and sleep is a highly contributing factor to your overall wellness and the strength of your immune system so make sure that you honor your body when your body needs to rest and sleep as much as possible and rest as much as possible um, so that your body can kind of recoup and mindfulness. So I know that there's a lot of like fear and uncertainty, especially since things change every day. Right. And it, and it has been that way for, for several, several months now or several weeks. And actually we're into months or several months as well. But I think that staying really strong in your mind is one thing that helped my, myself and my sister during those two months because we were, we were one of the first people sick. Um, so, and, and so many even more unknowns then. Now there's a lot of confusing misinformation. I would say there was confusing information but just zero information in the beginning. Um, and people felt that it was very apocalyptic and just terrifying. I would say that, you know, COVID is a real thing and it's not selective. So anyone can get sick, even people who are healthy, who are young, who have strong immune systems, but know that your body is really an incredible healing machine and you just you need to give yourself the tools. And you need to give your body the tools in order to do what it's designed to do and it is designed to heal. Um, and to keep that in mind so that your your like your mental strength is you're you're mentally strong uh, because that really helps to carry you when through these uncertain and there's daily uncertainties and so when we were sick like my sister was sick first obviously and I thought okay you just like you just probably have a really bad flu um, there's no way you have COVID because how would you get it and then we realized it's probably from this charity event because we knew other people who had, who had gotten sick also, we found out later. But it was sort of like, okay, if you have COVID and she, we were quarantined together, obviously, um, that means I'll probably get it because there's only so much social distancing you can do in, in the same home. And, um, and then we, our mom actually is a cancer survivor. So that just meant we knew that we wouldn't be able to see her for a while and we just had to get better. And once we got better, we would donate our plasma, which is you know what we've done because we have all the antibodies. So it was just having that 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 mentality that okay, this is what's happening right now. 
but we see what's going to happen in the future, which is we'll have recovered and we'll be better and we'll have the opportunity to help more people with our blood plasma, you know, we'll, and now with this journey and with the knowledge of what we've done to get ourselves better, um, we can share that and help other people. So that was always the mentality. And I think that that really, I know that the, we all know that the strength of your mind also supports the strength of your physical immune system and how that's why stress and anxiety can really weaken your immune system. But that would be something that I would remind everybody of. It's just, you know, do what you need to do to stay very mentally strong, um, whether or not you're sick or not, but especially if you do get sick. Sorry, that was such a long answer. No, that's fine. Totally fine. What kind of symptoms did you have besides losing the smell? Because, you know, my mom got really sick in, I think, middle of January. And mm. she had the same symptoms as described by CDC. And But at that time, there were no tests, obviously. Right. Lingering cough, terrible cough. And she had a fever and, like, all the symptoms. It did take her, like, two, almost three weeks to get better. So I think, like, people start getting sick way before we actually got into pandemic. Yeah, I, I think that there, there's that, um, you know, there's, I, I know quite a few people who actually got sick in January and February. Uh, my sister and I had very different symptoms, which is really interesting, despite the fact that we didn't see another human being for 10 weeks and we stayed quarantined in the house. So we had everything delivered because tests weren't available to us at the time. So it, it was in the very beginning. And then I kind of made the decision to keep us out of the ER, keep us out of the hospitals and just recover at home. So her symptoms were, uh, she had a high fever. So she started with a low grade fever at about, I would say nine to 10 days from exposure. That escalated quickly to a very high fever, uh, 103, 104. It didn't stay that way, but it did get up to be to that high. And then it would kind of oscillate between say 100 and 102. Uh, she did not have a sore throat or coughing. Uh, she did have to cough to kind of clear her chest because, uh, you know, she had a wet cough, which is a productive cough. That means you have phlegm. And they were telling us for, for, you know, weeks and maybe even into the second and third month that like, it's really a dry cough, but she definitely had a wet cough and obviously fatigue and everything that comes with having a fever, which is like fatigue and sweating and brain fog. And the fatigue is, is something that I think is most, is one of the most challenging things for people because it kind of comes and go, you know, you think that you're, you can be really fatigued and you can't really get past it. And then after a couple of days you are feeling good, but you might only feel good for about two hours and then it hits you again. My symptoms were different. While she was sick, I started having um, a symptom which didn't show up until I think May or maybe almost June on like the CDC list. Actually, I'm not even sure it's still on there, but it, it did show up as a symptom. And it's where when I breathe, it felt like I was breathing fire. So, um, and whether I breathe, you know, through your nose or through your, or through my mouth, it was really like in my chest, I felt like I was breathing fire. Um, and I could have stuck my face to a fan um, where it's colder and it still felt like I was breathing fire. So that was one of my very early symptoms. I did lose my sense of smell, but it wasn't like, it was probably for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks, uh, and which affects your sense of taste. I had low grade fever, so I never really got past a hundred. I think I went up to 102 once or twice, but it was really around 99. 
Um, I had fatigue. Uh, I had I, I had I had muscle weakness, which was interesting. So you you do get a little bit of, of achiness, but it was more like like you kind of felt like your your legs were going to give out. Um, I had I had that. And, um, and again, like the fatigue was the biggest part of it because I had some other conditions from before. Um, I had also like burning pains in my chest and sharp shooting pains, but I think those were less COVID and more symptoms that were exacerbated from COVID, um, you know, with like preexisting like symptoms and conditions that were exacerbated from COVID. So those were primarily my symptoms. I also didn't have a cough like at all. So I didn't have a cough. I didn't have a sore throat, um, but I did have respiratory issues, meaning it was definitely hard to breathe. And I had a hard time talking and breathing. So if I, you know, I definitely remember doing a couple Zooms or lives where I was just, you know, I was, I was like drenched in sweat after and just could barely get through it because I was short of, I was so short of breath and uh, that's why I needed to get an oxygen machine. But, but those were, those were like, those were our symptoms. I know people have other symptoms, but those were ours. I, I might have left off a couple, but those are those are the ones that really stood out. Um, and with mom, I would say two to three weeks. Some people have it for two to three weeks, but some people definitely have it for a lot longer than that. Um, it takes like, does she have a fever ever? Yeah, she had one-on-one for like a long time, like five days probably. Mm-hmm. Three days. Yeah, my sister had it. Her fever didn't break for 10 days almost like 10, almost 12 days. It, she had a fever. I was, that's a long time. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think everybody has really different experiences, which is what makes this um, just such a, it's, it's so, it's so hard to understand uh, the virus because it's there, there's some patterns, but then some completely different, different issues. And it, I feel like everyone really does have different experiences and kind of runs the gamut. Totally. It depends on everybody's different body and immune system, I guess. I'm so yeah, happy to recover yeah. now. Oh, thank you. No, I am too. It was, once you start to actually feel better, you realize how sick, how sick you were. <laughs> like I, I look back at a, at a video that I posted and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, wow, I was really sick. And I didn't even, because we didn't have tests until like, you know, after the middle of April. Um, yeah. So yes. So much. I'm so glad that we're better as well. Yeah. And for anyone listening out there, just know that some, even after you test negative and after you recover, um, you still might have some lingering symptoms. And I think that that's, that's pretty normal. I had some, I still had some respiratory issues even after I had recovered and after I tested negative several times. So wow. and they go on for a few weeks. Yeah. So that, that's the case for me. I don't know if everyone else has that experience, but I do know some other people that it took their lungs, you know, a few more weeks before they felt, uh, they felt a little bit better. So that's kind of normal. Yeah, it definitely does some damage to your body. Yeah, but your body can heal. It just takes a little longer, you know? Yeah. And also, talking about healing, what do you think of healing power of crystals? Oh, well, you know me. I mean, you felt, you know I'm all about crystals. Yeah, um, I love crystals too. Myself, I have all the crystals you can name. I have yeah. everyone <laughs> crystal. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm, we're not on video, but, you know, I've got all my bracelets and 
you know, I'm sitting in front of my area that I sit uh, in front for like Zooms and, and IG Lives. It's got a bunch of crystals on my shelf behind me along with my sage and palo santo and our candles. It's another product that we that we sell in the shop is just um, just really magical, powerful candles. Uh, but I, I think crystals come from the earth, right? And so just like when I talk about food and eating certain foods, like grounding foods that, are, that are, help center us and they kind of help support our root and our sacral chakras, you know, these foods come from the earth. And so it carries with it a really powerful grounding vibration and frequency. And, you know, it carries with it the power of Mother Earth. So the same with crystals, you know, crystals come from the earth and they come from, uh, they come from Mother Nature and there's, they hold powerful frequencies. But you just, you know, you have to also be mindful with everything. They hold energy and they hold frequencies. But just like with us, you know, you can have, you can kind of collect different frequencies and other people's energies can kind of connect and attach to you and and i think that happens with crystals too so they're healing in that they're so supportive you know for our energetic body which actually as you know i believe translates to your physical body but um it's they also help by they also help by they 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 also take away from us like in some of them like the negative energies that get that get attached to us during the day or our journeys right and so crystals are incredibly healing and powerful in my opinion and i know yours too since you love them <laughs> yeah how do you properly use them because you know sometimes i use the crystal and it can make you lightheaded like if you hold it it can yeah. totally make you lightheaded and some of the crystals can make you like feel like super pumped up <laughs> well yeah i mean different crystals and you know i actually I actually have um, I have a crystal guide on I think it's I think it's on my link tree in Instagram. Um, you guys can just go to my Instagram, go to link tree, and just there's so many different links on there. But if you scroll down, there should be a crystal guide that kind of tells you, gives you uh, a little bit of background on not all the crystals because it's a lot. You'd have to go out and buy a book. Um, but uh, but it goes through I think maybe thirty or forty crystals that are commonly used and it gives you the background on the crystals and how to use them and what the crystals are good for. So it really sort of depends what crystals you're using and you want to make sure that you're using the crystals properly, like for the reasons, like for what they're intended for. I think that all crystals are powerful and magical and you can, when you, when you want to hold them and meditate with them and if you, um, especially if you cleanse them, so that's a super important thing to do is make sure you always cleanse your crystals. You can, different crystals are cleansed in different ways. Some cleanse under the light of the sun, some cleanse under the light of the moon, uh, some cleanse under like full moons and new moons, some we cleanse with water, and some you cannot, you know, put into water, otherwise they'll like disintegrate. And then almost all crystals you can cleanse with sage um, and or, or smudging, even if it's not necessarily sage. Um, but it's important to, to cleanse your crystals and cleanse it of any energies that it may be holding that it doesn't serve you so that it can take energies from you that may not serve you and kind of take care of that for you. But different crystals do different things. So, you know, clear quartz is really good for manifestation and it's good to say affirmations with them. And, you know, clear quartz is good for amplifying the powers uh, of other crystals around it. It's 
good for focus. Um, you know, it's good for intention setting. It's good for clearing negative energy. You know, we have, there's been rainbow, rainbow fluoride has been really popular uh, for on our site because it's like a stone of peace and it really helps with focusing and grounding your emotions. It helps with your intuition. It helps deflect negativity. There's a lot of good crystals for kind of protection and deflecting negativity. So I would say it really kind of depends what crystal you're using, you know, um, because you want to make sure you're using the crystal properly for like what it is that your your what your intentions are. Um, just like rose quartz is really good for love. And so, you know, you would, you would, you would use it in a way where that's kind of the intentions that you're putting towards it. Um, and what you want to manifest with that kind of has to do with love. So it just depends on which crystals that you're using, but we have that information yeah. in our link tree. And, um, and I think that I, if you go on our site on, in the store, most of, I think there's descriptions under each one to tell you, you know, what it's good for, um, how to use it. And, um, yeah. And like how to cleanse it, or at least the cards that we include with purchases, like I'll have like an affirmation and how to cleanse and how to use it. So. I just use my, um, I mean, I just cleanse my crystals. I put them on a plate, you know, the selenite or how do you say it? The mm -hmm. stone selenite or what do you, how do yeah, you selenite. Yeah. Selenite is okay. a great crystal to help cleanse other crystals yeah. for sure. It's a perfect one. So I have just like a little plate I purchased on one of the websites and I just put all of them on it and I put like all my rings, all my jewelry on it too. Oh, like at the end of the day. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect to do. Like that's um, something like when I, when I take a shower, I take off my bracelets and I also, I hang it on like a selenite tower that I have and I, and I allow it to cleanse like while I'm cleansing myself. So, so yeah, so I, so that's a great, that's another great stone for cleansing. Yeah. Is it possible to heal yourself and how to use your own power to help yourself in a difficult situation? I mean, I th obviously, I think that for most, you know, unless you have a really complex and acute, acute situation going on with your body, in which case it's always good to kind of like have a team of support. So whether that's allopathic doctors like Western medicine, Chinese doc, Chinese medicine, naturopathic doctors, functional doctors or functional nutritionists, I think it's always good to um, gather as much information as possible and to get support and from other, from other uh, professionals as to how you can help heal yourself. But I think that in general, it is, as I said earlier, our bodies are really just incredible. We're designed to heal ourselves, you know, or our bodies are incredible healing machines. And it's just about having the right tools, you know, having the right toolkit of what your body needs in the situation that you're in and how to heal it. And sometimes that's tangibles, obviously, say like food or supplements or um, maybe some natural medicines or maybe even some allopathic medicine. Um, but it's also energy. I believe that energy work can also heal. And, and as if you've heard me talk on, on, um, on, on my lives or other programs that I do, uh, we all have the ability to, to channel that energy within ourselves. It's always great to have a practitioner and a healer help guide you, but we're all connected, right? Uh, and we're all made up of energy. So we're all energetic beings and, and just learning and giving yourself the tools to learn to move that energy and to remove blockages energetically can also help with your healing process. Uh, so yes, you know, in short, 
I do believe that it's possible. Uh, I think it depends on your circumstance. And I think that most importantly, it's really about giving your physical and your spiritual body the tools it needs to heal yourself. Yeah. Um, How do you decide to become a Reiki healer? Um, it's a, that's an interesting question. It's so funny because I've, I've just recently been asked that question a couple times and like I hadn't been asked that question before the last, just the recent. Um, but I think that, you know, energy work was kind of that energy work was kind of that like missing element in my practice, you know, up to the point I decided to dive into Reiki because I was working with, and if you guys know, if you know my background, I'm not sure I can just give you guys really brief background on how I became a chef and nutritionist. It's because both my parents had cancer. Um, very young, my, both my parents were in their 40s. And um, it was when I was still in college and I was you know, studying nutrition just because it was really interesting and I'm a foodie and I love to eat. So, um, But I was really studying to be pre-law. And my, um, our dad got sick and was diagnosed with stage four cancer while I was still in college. And he, you know, he was only with us for a little over a year and he passed. And then two months later, our mom was diagnosed with a rare form of ovarian cancer and she's healed from that. And I actually honestly think that part of it is really, it was my dad, you know, looking out for her as an angel um, because her cancer was really rare and they didn't have like a set protocol. It was kind of experimental how the doctors, you know, treated it. Uh, so during that time, I really learned to, I was, I was diving into like plants and herbs and, you know, food. How do we use food to help heal or plants and, um, you know, that kind of natural medicine to, to alleviate either pain or discomforts or symptoms or, and to also at the same time provide comfort. So that's why I decided to go to culinary school to kind of learn the culinary arts. And that's why I started diving into so many, you know, different types of different philosophies of um, health and nutrition and really dived into all of that. But what I wasn't factoring in during that beginning part of the journey was just self-care um, because I thought, oh, you know, if I just work really hard and I take care of everyone else and everyone else is okay. I'm okay. Like that's, that's, that's all that really matters. Like I got to make sure my mom is okay and she lives and, and is happy and healthy and my grandmother, my sister and my family. And that's really what I thought like after all this happened, which is, you know, kind of normal when that kind of experience happens and you lose someone you love. But it, you know, I thought self-sacrificing in that way meant, meant, like love and it's and it's not right so we think that if we sacrifice our 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 self-care because for someone that we love whether it's our family our parents or our kids or our fur babies or whatever even our 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 careers you know our jobs that we love our passions you know that that's okay but it's not and so what ended up happening was I had some health issues that came up for myself because I wasn't taking care of myself um and I ended up having to have eight surgeries. And my, my last one was just last year. Um, and in that journey, I realized that I wasn't really connecting with myself, you know, that I wasn't, and we can call it self-love, I feel like is a very broad term for a lot of things, right? Within self-love, there's, you know, there's self-worth and self-care and there's, and, and sometimes people like, don't realize how important each aspect is. And then I also believe, 
and I understood that some things may have come from almost like a, like I believe in that souls, we are energetic beings. We are a soul living in this life, in this body, in this dimension. But I truly believe that our souls live on and on and on and on until maybe we're done living physical lives and we ascend. I know that sounds a little crazy and woo-woo, but I'm just going to put that out there. If that's the case, then then that means there are maybe like karmas that kind of come in and certain things like I couldn't really be explained from a very physical place. And that's when I started to talk to healers and that, and I understood that some things manifest um, from what you're actually tangibly doing, you know, like maybe not sleeping enough, not eating well, not taking care of yourself. Yes, that may be part of the reason, but there's also other reasons that are kind of like energetic, you know, and some of it may be karmic. Some of it may be like coming from your ancestral lineage um, and again, this might be a little too far out there for some people, but just going to share it anyway. <laughs> um, and so that's when I started to dive into talking to, you know, healers and masters and starting to get uh, uh, like work on like it's and it, some people can call it therapy, but they're doing energy work and really trying to understand how that how that played into how I felt emotionally, mentally, physically, all of it. And I was working with a healer. She's a master healer out in New Mexico. And um, and at first I was kind of treating her like people treat a therapist, you know, where, okay, you kind of talk to them when you like really need to, you know, you're it's like an extreme situation and going through these surgeries and having a really challenging time physically. And then I decided I just needed to treat um, this aspect of my life, like I would do exercise, you know, like I would do mindfulness, like I would do with my diet, where I'm going to speak with a spiritual master consistently, um, like once a month, and as just part of my lifestyle and part of what I do. And over the course of maybe eight or nine months, she was just, she was so pleased with what she was seeing and the improvements, and I felt it. And she was like, uh, I want you to come out to Mexico and I want to, I want to teach you what I do. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You know, you're my master. <laughs> I'm your client or, you know, I, a student of what you do. Like I, I just didn't connect it. And she, you know, she was patient and I, and I felt, and that obviously has to do a little bit with your self-confidence, self-worth, where you don't think you're good enough to be something that you admire in someone else. Um, which is something that I've been navigating through throughout my my whole life up to that point and and I think and I obviously have kind of worked through that but it still pops up I think it's normal for everybody but I finally decided to go out to see her she's super cute little lady in her 70s out in Santa Fe New Mexico which is almost like a mecca for all these incredible healers and I had never met her in person. I had only met her on the phone. She was referred to me by a, one of my best girlfriends whose family worked with her out there. And, and I met her and I stayed with her for a weekend and she taught me what she did. Um, she taught me what she was doing uh, in distal sessions with people. She taught me what she did with people in person. She, she taught me what she did, but she didn't have like a a title for it. It wasn't like Reiki or Prana or Theta. It was just what she did and it was what she learned to do um, on her own with the guidance of her master's information that she just channeled in. 
and it was just, I was a little overwhelmed with so much information and there was really no, like nothing. I just, I had her notes, right. And what she taught me. And so a few months later, I decided like I needed to kind of like how I do with nutrition, like how I did with my schooling and background, I kind of needed like something that was a little more structured, something kind of tangible to really hone in and focus what I was doing, you know, like my method and just learn that as a technique. So I decided to learn Reiki because that was something that I under, I could read about it. I understood, I, I needed a little bit of that structure. So I decided to learn Reiki and then I just went through Reiki one, two, and then decided, and then, you know, did my mastery and you know, whether or not you call it Reiki or something else, it just, it kind of gave me that structure. And then I understood so much better what she was teaching me at the time. Um, and have now just kind of incorporated everything because I've also studied uh, quantum touch uh, into my practice. So again, I'm sorry, a super long answer to your question. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But you know, I've experienced some energy healing before. I went to three different people before. and But mm -hmm. after I had different experiences because after one person I've had headaches, like I've had lightheaded. I mean, I felt lightheaded all the time after another one i felt anxiety after the third one i felt like my soul leaving my body one time i got so scared like i didn't know what to do ah uh, okay so you have to be really careful with uh with the healers yeah exactly. because you know i have very strong intuition and before all the pandemic started i felt like something is happening to the world and i felt like i'm looking at everything from the side like yeah. there's like something happening and i'm just like standing on the side and looking at it and after all this pandemic happened like i, I many times i just try to check my intuition like okay maybe it's true maybe it's not let's check and like let's see what i feel <laughs> and i was right i was shocked and then later on like you know as as you get older as you just grow you you know yourself more and like by now, I just like really know I have a very strong intuition. That's why like so many friends even come to me for advice. They're like, what do you feel? <laughs> yeah, no, and I would say that that having and being aware that you have such a strong intuition is your most powerful tool, you know, and I would say continue to kind of check in and cultivate and nurture that because that's your, that's your compass. You know, and that's going to guide you through all things physical and non-physical. And, you know, Reiki is a powerful practice. All energy work um, is a powerful practice. And there are a lot of practitioners out there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to say because it's not that everyone who just does something online isn't necessarily well-practiced or experienced enough. It's, it changes, but, you know, a lot of things are online now that... I know that there are certifications that can be issued with just one weekend of training or schooling and work. And anytime you are a, anytime you practice anything, you know, it, it takes, uh, it takes hours and hours and hours of work and experience and, and work on the self. So, you know, with, with Reiki or with any type of energy healing, I would say definitely be mindful. And if you're experiencing headaches or lightheadedness or things that if you're feeling out of your body, you're feeling some of it is probably an energy crisis, which happens sometimes with people after they receive energy work. And that is really like the body detoxing things. But if you're feeling out of body, that means that whatever that practitioner did, they kind of opened you up and they kind of cleared. They may or may not have cleared. I'm not sure what exactly they did, but if they opened it up, they might not have closed you up. 
you know, and like brought you back to a place where you're centered and grounded. And that's really, really important. Um, which is why I say it's very, it's really just, you have a strong intuition. So before you do energy work again, the next time, just like check into your own intuition and make sure like this is, does this person or does this experience feel in alignment with mine? And if it doesn't, don't do it. You know, yeah, like, after don't that, do it. I didn't even do any of that. I didn't even try. I just prayed a lot. <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I got really scared. Yeah, well, don't be, you know, just know that like that's something. And again, like I said, there are practitioners out there that maybe have some of their own stuff they haven't resolved or maybe they're not, um, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe their method or their practice um, is is missing a few elements or, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't, it's, I'm not like not being a negative at all. It's just that like there's a very proper way to, to use energy where, um, where, you know, the person receiving it should definitely not feel out of body after necessarily, but even if they do, you can help ground them, you know, ground them back into their own energy. And I would also say that healing crises are, they are, they're, they're, I don't know if they're common or uncommon, but they do happen. And it happens usually when there's something to kind of detox and release and get really pushed out of you. So that does happen. That's what a healing crisis is. And, um, you know, I had Master Ko on uh, one of my, two of my lives, and he's a, he's a powerful pranic healer. And he kind of broke down what pranic healing was in, you know, uh, in relation to the other types of healing. And with pranic healing, it's really about cleansing. You know, you really that to cleanse um, what you have going on in you before putting more energy in you, if that makes sense. And so oh, I sometimes, see. I see. yeah. So sometimes, if a practitioner, whether they're doing pranic healing or reiki or whatever whatever modality that they're 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 using, whatever technique or method, if they're not cleansing you know, the energy that's going on, whatever's going blockages or imbalances, if they're not cleansing what's right there in front of them first, and then they're adding in energy or channeling in energy or directing energy from source towards different, like it's a little bit too much for the physical body sometimes, right? And it's also a little bit too much for the energetic body. So that's why you may have some of these experiences. Oh, I see. What services do you offer? Oh, um, well, I... I, I, my practice, especially now that we've been, um, kind of, we've been all staying at home until, until recently, like I do consulting. So I do nutritional consulting. Well, it's, it's more than nutrition, it's culinary alchemy. So it's when I combine the physical and, and spiritual nutrition to create these protocols for people. So, um, I do that kind of consulting. I consult by the hour if people just want nutrition. Um, I also do, Reiki, of course, I do distal Reiki sessions, um, and I do coaching work as well, which is, I don't like the word coaching um, or consulting because it's so much more than that, um, but that's sort of like the best way to describe it. So those those are things that, um, those are the services that people can can find. I don't, I think it's on my website, but you know now yeah. uh, that those are some of the services that, I, that I offer. Some crystal, I mean, you sell some crystal, I mean, bracelets. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, our, our crystals, pardon? Do you pre-charge them? Because, you know, sometimes, um, usually yeah. in crystal stores, they sell 
bracelets or some soaps with crystals or some different things and they like pre-charge some of them are for different purpose like some of them for abundance some of them for um, oh, yeah. like yes, healing protection like you know that website i think energy muse they they have those bracelets too like there's so many websites they do that but like do you pre-charge yours as well oh yeah actually they are and you know we don't promote or advertise very much i probably should but you know our our crystals are incredibly powerful um they're 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 charged they're cleansed they're blessed they're reikied um i have healers that buy crystals from me for themselves and for their clients because they're very very special they're very powerful i mean we we can't we source everything ourselves so there's no like giant order that comes in from i mean we were very very selective about um the crystals that we we spend a lot of time uh to to pick out the ones we want because it's almost like crystals have energy right and so it's almost like like treating it like it's a person where is it is there an alignment here is it, do we connect to this what's the vibration and the frequency that that this crystal holds and obviously no matter what you what you buy you're going to cleanse it and and like you said pre-charge it and bless it and do all of that but you know some crystals have its own frequency that's already very very high um and then you also want to know if you connect to it so um so yeah our crystals are are really really special they're really powerful um and we do all those things and we continue to cleanse and bless them so they don't just get like one cleaning and like one blessing you know whenever there's powerful shifts in the universe you know we've had some insane lunar and solar eclipses lately and there's been you know we've had right now as you know yeah there's another one and it's just over the last six months there's been such powerful energy like in our planetary system and so you know all everything gets continually blessed and charged and cleansed and reikied until they leave us to go to another um another owner or another home mm -hmm. uh so yeah mm -hmm. how do you set powerful intentions um so so i think whether or not an intention is powerful is really up to the in person the person you know it's really up to your feelings and your thoughts about it so i would say always start with gratitude you know always start your day with gratitude um and an easy way to do that is thinking about something or someone else that you really love you know it could be like your relatives your children i mean your parents your you know your siblings it could be your partner, your husband, your wife, it could be your fur babies, you know, whatever it is, like, like think and focus on someone or something that you really, really love to the point where like, as you're thinking about this, you feel it, you know, your heart, you can feel that energy in your heart. You now kind of like feel this really good feeling throughout your whole body as you're thinking about this person. That's the feeling that you want to have when you are setting an intention. You want to take that feeling and then now you want to focus it on an intention that you have. And I mean, everybody has their own intention. So, you know, you can intend for 
that you are healthy and strong and, you know, protected. I mean, that's like very general, but everyone has their own. So whatever intention or affirmation or mantra, whatever it is, and I know that they're all a little bit different, but for each one of them, the the feeling and the energy that you want to connect to it as you're saying it, writing it, reciting it, is this powerful energy of love and gratitude that you have. And that is how you, that's how you set a powerful intention is with that, with that energy, with, with that connection, with that feeling. Oh, I see. And how do you protect yourself from someone's negative energy? Well, I think that, um, you know, you can, there's, there's the power of prayer, right? And every day you can do this when you're brushing your teeth, you know, when you're taking a shower, as you start off your day, I, I just talked about starting off your day with gratitude. So starting off your day with gratitude, with that little exercise that I just shared, um, you are, you are already grounding yourself into your day and into your energy, your sovereign energy with this powerful feeling of gratitude, right? And so what you can do is from that, you're almost like you're, you're kind of creating this aura, this shield around you. And it's good to have to visualize it. So I say that when you get up, when you get up after you do, and you can do your, you can do your kind of gratitude list or intentions or, or, or affirmations just like out loud or laying in bed or standing up. But when you when you do get up, stand with your feet shoulder length apart and kind of ground yourself into the ground and then close your eyes and look up like towards either the sunlight or if you're indoors and you're not outside or or if it's not sunny outside, make it easy for yourself and look up at the light in the ceiling and imagine and visualize that that's source energy. That's a beautiful, bright light and it's coming in through your crown chakra and it's going in through your entire body. It goes through all of your chakra systems, all the way down. It leaves you, it exits you, it goes down deep into the earth, to the core of the earth, and that comes back up to bless you and all of creation. And then you take that energy and you just imagine yourself in a bubble, like you're walking around and you're just, there's a bubble around you that maybe no one else can see but you. And that bubble can be this bright white light, it can be violet, purple light, pink light. I mean, there's there's a vibration and frequency to all the different colors, but I say pick the color that the first color you think of and that resonates with you because your intuition is telling you this is this is this is your color, your chakra where you want to have extra support. And imagine yourself just having this bubble around you. And this bubble is like this just this bubble just protects you in your sovereign energy, energy, in your sovereign space, in your aura. And so other energies are not, they can't permeate that bubble. And you can visualize that and just visualize that you just kind of like go throughout the day with this. And you can ask your angels and your guides to help create this protective shield around your energy field, which is your aura, or you can do this yourself. Um, And I would say that if you are going to ask your angels and your guides, you always thank them. So I have a little prayer where I always thank Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, all my master's guides and angels. And I thank them for forming this protective shield around my aura or my energy field in this kind of like very safe, sacred distance, you know, from anyone else's in that way. And, and if you feel like sometimes someone gets through that, then you just take a moment, you clear them out, and then you just strengthen that bubble. 
Oh, wow. Thank you so much for explaining that. I do know that sometimes they tell you you have to imagine yourself and like white light around you and then like no one can attack you because you have that shield around you. So actually that, that's great theory that you have. Yeah, I know. You just have to but visualize it. That's what helps yeah. so much. You know, you have to like visualize it. Yeah. And if someone breaks it, breaks in, you just, you just strengthen it, you know? That's all you have to do. It's just, it's a simple, a simple practice and it's very effective. And I think that sometimes knowing, as I had mentioned earlier, that someone's energy, sometimes it might not be directed at you or about you. Sometimes people don't even know that they're carrying other people's energies that are kind of attached to them. And it might be a displaced energy that's maybe not even theirs they're just carrying it around it got it's it got attached to them because they're not cleansing themselves if that makes sense so sometimes yeah. like having that awareness also shifts the energy and the energetic exchange that you can have with somebody yeah that was very interesting Therina where can all listeners find you social handles all the information they can find me on Instagram obviously and I think our Instagram Facebook YouTube, Twitter, everything's the same. And it's Chef Serena Poon. So C-H-E-F-S-E-R-E-N-A-P-O-O-N. Uh, I'm on Instagram probably the most. So that's a really good way to reach out to me. They can text me. My number is on my Instagram profile. It's 310-317-7852. And so, you know, they can message me there as well. They can find me on my website, obviously, which is uh, serenaloves.com. And from there, they can see there's the store and the crystals and the shop. And they'll also, they can also link over to Just Add Water from that website. But if they just wanted to go to Just Add Water um, separately, Just Add Water has its own Instagram handle and website. Um, that's Just Add Water Inc. But, uh, but yeah, reach out to me on, on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way. And there's tons of information. And if anybody wanted any of like the details on the crystals or the supplements or the food, they'll, you can find all of that under my link tree on my Instagram account. Thank you so much, Serena. It was a very interesting episode. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. To show me some extra love, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories. Also, you can always reach out to me. It's Not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB podcast. If you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, it's available on all the major podcast platforms and new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. 
And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.